It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. It is hump day. It is Wednesday, if you call it that. It is time for the Raider Nation mailbag here on Silver and Black today, hosted by yours truly, Scott Branson, along with my partner, Mo Moten. He is the national NFL writer for Beach Bleacher Report, excuse me, and also the Raiders columnist up on sportsnot.com. Follow him on Twitter at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N, and I am at L-V Gully Mo. <laughs> We not only missed you, it was glad to have you back yesterday for your first show in about three and a half weeks, and now you get to jump right back in the mail. We have so much fun with this mailbag show because we get really good questions, um, and I don't just leave out questions like if we got really bad or kind of crazy questions, I might ask them. Now, we get some of those food questions. We get women asking you for dates occasionally, um, but other than that... This is always great because it shows the intelligence and I think where Raider Nation thinks and not the wackos on Twitter, but actual real Raider fans who have good things to say. If people don't want to know why I was really out for three weeks, I actually <laughs> had a sushi date and whoever, you know, the person I was on a date with got me sick. Oh no! Uh, there, was, there, was, there was a transpiration of, of germs and Uh-oh. I got sick and I had to uh, recover. So there, there's a story behind it. Well, that's why you have to practice safe sushi. I mean, come on. <laughs> you got to be careful out there, Mo. I mean, let's let's be careful. We don't want to do that. But we're, we're, we're so glad to be. And I have to say that, too. You know, uh, we talked yesterday about how Devontae Adams, uh, some people think Devontae Adams wouldn't play for the Raiders if Derek Carr left the Raiders. I can honestly say I have not. I, I've had some great, great co-hosts, including Q Myers, who you guys all know from Raider Fan Radio, who's a great guy and a good friend and still love what he's doing. But I've never enjoyed the show as much as I do doing it with Mo. So having him back. And it was so funny, too. And I did not take this the wrong way because I think our interactions are what make this show great. Right. And so I had some people say, hey, you know what? You're not doing a bad job on your own filling in when Mo's gone. And I, and I and you could take that as like a backhanded compliment, but I actually loved it. I was like, hey, you know, believe me, I, I don't like to. There's some radio hosts and some radio hosts talk about how, well, if you're really talented, you can just do your show on your own. And I don't doubt that it takes a lot to carry a show, especially if you're doing like a daily show for three hours a day or something like that. But for me, I love the interaction. And the interaction you and I have together, that's what I get. The, I get so much enjoyment out of that. And then, of course, the enjoyment of, of the listeners and viewers. And it's different for everybody. But I, I would never want to do it all by myself. I, that's why I've always had co-hosts. And they've revolved a little bit. Yes, absolutely. We had to get Kelly out because Kelly was, you know, giving me too much crap about my age. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he's still obviously still a good friend of ours and beat me in fantasy football this past week. Uh uh, as I continue to fade. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's great to have you back. And I know the listeners, they sent in some questions and I got two that are specifically addressed to you. They knew you were coming back. 
So they're like, we're going to put him to work. We're going to give him questions. Scott, you don't matter. It's Mo's question. Okay, so we're going to do that right now. So let's jump in. And of course, something we haven't talked about in a long time, and, and I'm shocked that this question came. It has to deal with Derek Carr. Oh, that's I something mean, we haven't nobody, spoke about in a while. No, nobody yeah. talks about Derek Carr. All right, so here it is. This is Mo. Uh, you said Carr was most likely, uh, would most likely be back. Um, mm-hmm. I did and, say that. Yes, be back. And and if you're right and the Raiders plan, what is the, excuse me, if you're right, what is the Raiders plan at QB for the future then uh, if they're not going to take a quarterback high in this draft if they finish in the top 10? Uh, Dave in Los Angeles. So what he's basically saying there, Mo, and Dave in Los Angeles, thank you for the question, is he's saying, okay, so if it's true what you said and what we talked about on yesterday's show, that all the signs point to Derek Carr coming back, which means he'd have three years left on his contract and, and be the Raiders franchise quarterback for that time. Um, what do the Raiders do? And I've been saying this on the show a lot lately, Mo, which is even if they keep Derek Carr, they have to make a plan for the future. Um, now, it doesn't mean they have to get a quarterback this year, but it's a deep class, including outside the first round. I know we all we talk about is the first round. You talk about Will Levis falling out of the first round, which I agree with. But what do the Raiders do then if they keep Derek Carr? Does that mean that they don't go get a quarterback uh, and that people shouldn't read too much into it? Or what do you feel like the Raiders may do there to plan for the future? Now, I've said this on Twitter that just because I think Derek Carr is going to get year 10 in Vegas doesn't mean that the Raiders don't get a quarterback. By the way, Jared, Jared Stidham has an expiring contract. <laughs> so you're not going to go into the season with one with one quarterback. So I think what you're going to see is what the Patriots have done uh, with Joshua Daniels and Bill Belichick is every so often you draft a quarterback, maybe not in the first or second or third round because you got holes to fill and you got needs, but maybe in the fourth round. Uh, Jared Stidham was, a, I believe, a fourth round out of Auburn. Uh, Billy Zappi, I, I know, I know Joshua Daniels isn't there right now, but the Patriots drafted Bailey Zappi, and then people said, well, they got Mac Jones. Why would they draft Bailey Zappi? And look what happened with the Patriots' quarterback position early in the season. There was a point where you didn't know who was the better quarterback, Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, for a stretch. Of course, Mac Jones now has a hold on that starting job, but there was there was a few games where Bailey Zappi came in and played, played pretty well. Uh, so I, I think you're going to see more of that. They're just going to revolve the backup position with a mixture of rookies and veterans. I believe Joshua Daniels said this when he got the job. He said it's always important to have a developmental quarterback because you just never know when that guy will have to play or when you're going to have to turn over the reins to that player. That's Those are my words. But I'm sure that's what he means by just having a, a developmental quarterback on the roster that you can continue to develop over time because that guy could, again, come in for games when Derek Carr goes down. Derek Carr is super tough. Took a shot in the ribs on Sunday. Missed, I believe, one play. But Jared came in, he was back on the field. So, But just in case, you always want to have a good backup, and I think they'll mm-hmm. continue to revolve that door. Maybe it's not Jared Stidham next year. Maybe they like a quarterback coming out of the draft. As I said, Hooker tore his ACL. Now, I yeah. still think he could go day two, even with the torn ACL, because he had such a good season out of Tennessee. Yeah. But let's say he falls to the fourth round for whatever reason. You know, let's say this is like a Malik Willis situation last year where he's at the end of the third round. The Raiders like the guy at the end of the third round. I wouldn't rule out the Raiders drafting a quarterback that they actually really like and they want to develop over time. Yeah, and I think that's where people get the misnomer that if they're going to get their quarterback of the future, it has to be a top guy. What what I love to see C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young in a Raider uniform, sure I would, but that's not going to happen most likely. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to get a guy on day two 
that could end up being your guy long term, especially if he gets a couple years under uh, under um, a Derek Carr. Uh, and, and I mean, even look at Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes had the Alex Smith uh, kind of tutor him a little bit, and, and he was going to come out. And I know it's not fair to compare others to Patrick Mahomes, but, but still, it goes to show you that in the NFL, and I think the NFL is learning, yes, you have guys who can come right out and start, but we've, we've seen the, <laughs> the experiment with the Jets in New York, right? Mm. Which hasn't worked out. A lot of these guys who come out, and I don't know that it's doing them justice either. I mean, look at Jalen Hurts, okay? Look at Tua. A lot of these guys were written off. They're bust. They're this. They're that. They got some time to kind of get their get their feet underneath them in the pro game, and now they're producing. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. And I, and I just think people get so caught up in, and I know in the media, we do this, we focus on quarterbacks, first rounders after the first round, it doesn't matter, but you just mentioned Jayla Hurts, who was a second rounder. Uh, I know Russell Wilson isn't playing well, but you know, he had some good years in Seattle. He was a third rounder. Derek Carr himself was a second rounder, you mm-hmm. know? So just because you don't get a quarterback in the first round, doesn't mean that quarterback isn't capable of becoming a starter eventually. Now, I think it's prudent for the Raiders to draft a young quarterback because Derek Carr's career, who knows how long he's going to play. You know, you you can have that guy learn under Derek Carr so that when Derek Carr does step away or he does decide to retire, you have someone to pass the baton on to who could possibly start and maybe compete for the job. But I think the backup position is going to be, I don't want to say revolving door, but it's basically an audition to say, okay, if Derek, if something were to happen to Derek or Derek steps away, we have a guy we believe in that we've been developing over time for years that could take over this offense and run Josh McDaniels' offense without too many hitches on the way. No question. Absolutely. All right. Well, there you go. Dave has the first question. Of course, it was about Derek Carr. Dave, thank you so much for your question from Los Angeles. Uh, still a big hotbed of Raider Nation, clearly. Uh, all right. The second question, Mo, is for you yet again, and it has to deal with Derek Carr yet again. Oh. What a surprise. Yes. But it's a short question, uh, and it's a question I think that there's some disbelief or sarcasm built into it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. And that is, it says, hey, Mo, do you believe the Raiders can win a Super Bowl in the next three seasons with Derek Carr? If not, then why keep him? That's from Allen in Las Vegas. Allen, and it's not the – there's a couple Allens in Las Vegas, and I forgot which one this is because we have a couple that that interact with on Twitter. But Allen in Las Vegas – is putting you on the spot and saying, can they win a Super Bowl with him in three seasons? And if they can't, why would you keep him? I think they can. But I don't think that Carr is the type that's going to carry you to a Super mm. Bowl. So I just want to put that out there. I, I'm not saying he's, you know, Patrick Mahomes, MVP Aaron Rodgers, something like I'm not saying he's that level of quarterback. What I'm saying is that he's good enough that he gets you to the Super Bowl if the supporting cast around you, if everything falls into place. Now, I know, understand everything's not going to be perfect. But if you look at it, did, before Jared Goff got to the Super Bowl, did you think Jared Goff was a Super Bowl quarterback? Mm-hmm. No, but he, yeah. he had the parts around him. The Rams stayed relatively healthy that year. They got to the Super Bowl. They had some stars on defense. They had Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, uh, Cooper Cup. 
uh, blew up, had the triple crown that year. So not that year and Jared Goff's year, but uh, with Matthew Stafford. But anyway, Stafford, yeah. um, the the supporting cast around Jared Goff got him, helped get him to the Super Bowl. It wasn't all him, but he made enough plays to get that team to the big game. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles, after Carson Wentz did, went down in Philly towards ACL, did you think Nick Foles is a Super Bowl type quarterback? No, but he made enough plays. He's not he's not a, a top five quarterback, not a top ten quarterback. If you look at Nick Foles' career, it's a very strange career to track it. <laughs> but he's yeah. not, you know, probably not even a top twenty five quarterback. But he was in a he was in a specific environment, a specific system with the coach that believed in him, and he helped that team get to the Super Bowl. People said the same thing about Matthew Stafford. I bring up uh, Cooper Cup's triple crown. People were saying, oh, Matthew Stafford just pats his stats. He can't get you to the big game. He didn't get anything with Detroit, you know? And I understand Matthew Stafford, number one overall pick, arm talent, great. But he hadn't done much in Detroit. But guess what? He got to the Los Angeles Rams and then won a Super Bowl there. Now he's hurt again and the Rams are falling apart. But look, if you could get one Super Bowl year where everything, not everything, but when a lot of things fall in the place, the stars you have a supporting cast, the stars yeah. align, as you just said, you can win a Super Bowl with a quarterback outside of the top 10. Now, I've said this repeatedly. People are going to say, Moses is just a Derek Carr lover. I've said <laughs> this on the show. Derek Carr, in my opinion, is not a top 10 quarterback when it comes to consistency. Maybe in a year here, a year there, he could be a top 10 quarterback and perform at that level, mm-hmm. but... Looking at the entirety of his career, I, I think he's slightly outside the top 10. But we've seen quarterbacks slightly outside the top 10 QB rankings, depending on what rankings you look at, still get to the Super Bowl. And why is that? Because the team around them is strong. Now, I know we give quarterbacks the wins and losses after these games, but as we've always said, it is a team game. And a lot of people will, use, will say this is an excuse, but if you get Derek Carr, let's say, a top 10 defense, you don't think Derek Carr and that Raiders squad with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, healthy, Josh Jacobs, if he comes back, you don't think that team has a chance to win a Super Bowl? I think it does because I think it was CBS that put out the stats. Derek Carr has never had a defense above the top 20. I, I right. think his defenses have been 20th or worse his entire right. career. So you're telling yeah. me if you even have a top 12 defense and you're and most of your star players – are healthy. You have a decent, doesn't have to be a great offensive line, a decent offensive line. You're telling me the Rams don't have a chance to win some playoff games? They got to the playoffs with a skeleton roster. So, you yeah. you, you know, yeah. supporting cast means something. Yeah, That's no the doubt. That's question, yes. Absolutely. And so so you look at that situation, too, and, and, you, and I've been saying it for three years. If the Raiders just had a 15 or higher defense, no. that's if you're in 15, we've seen teams advance the Super Bowl with lower than 15, but they were so good offensively, and the Raiders are, are there if they get everybody healthy and they put in some, some work on that offensive line. All right, we are up against our first break. When Mo and I come back, we'll get to the rest of your questions here on the Raider Nation Mailbag Edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere, Raider Nation. More questions coming up right after this.